Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Everything Imaginable. Today, we have Kitsy Duncan on our show. I'm very excited to have her. She's the lead investigator for the Oddity Files, a TV show on Amazon Prime. She also hosts the Oddity Files podcast, co-hosts the True Crime podcast, Miss Murder, and hosts the Get Scared podcast. Kitsy investigates differently than most. She goes in with love, light, and peace, positivity, and helps the spirits tell their stories. Thank you for being on the show, Kitsy. Well, thank you so much. Well done. You, you read my bio perfectly. Thank you. <laughs> you have no idea how excited I am to have you on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. And I also love the TV show. It is, it's just realistic. It, like when I go on been investigations, and then I watched them on TV. I'm like, it's so different, you know, from what I see on TV and what it really is. And your show, I think, oh, yeah. really captures like what being on an investigation really is like. Well, thank you so much. I mean, we investigate like like you do, or like your average paranormal investigator does. We have the location for one night for X amount of hours. We pay the same price you guys do to investigate these places. And we just go in and we're just fortunate that you know, our personalities together, I think, makes the spirits that we interact with feel at ease. I, I'm not tooting my own horn, but just a little bit. But I think that's why we get such an amazing story. So I have a question for you. What's your favorite episode? My favorite episode was the Octagon House. Really? Oh, tell me why. Tell me why. I was really impressed with the EVP. It was so clear. So clear. It was, it was really incredible. And it was so relevant to the investigation. Oh, I know. Yes. I, I loved it so much. So, yeah, I'm glad you did too. That's a great location. I love it. That is fantastic. Um, so how did you become interested in the paranormal? So I don't have your average story. Um, I didn't see something as a child. I, I might have had the opportunity to, but I kind of blocked all the scary stuff out when I was a kid, because it was scary. Um, Anytime I did feel weird things or anything like that, my mom would just say, you know, it's your overactive imagination, which I did have an overactive imagination. So I believed it. And I think that's what got me through my childhood. However, um, I still didn't watch scary movies till I was even in my 30s. I was literally that girl. But my dad, my stepdad, who was my father, who raised me, he was my daddy, he passed away very early, very suddenly of a massive heart attack at 52. So I didn't get closure. I didn't get to say goodbye. And I, I couldn't stop thinking about him. I felt like he was there with me. But again, was it my overactive imagination? I don't know. So I started watching the ghost shows on TV, started off with the Kling Brothers. I think it was called Ghost Lab. And I'm like, oh, snap, this isn't scary. If the ghosts scare you, you just yell at them, and that's how this works. Well, we know that's not how this works. But it at least opened up my mind to the world of the paranormal. And my, when I first started this, it was to seek out and just find out that my dad was okay and these feelings that I was having that he was around could be validated, that it's something that can really happen. It's definitely really comforting to know that your loved ones are still present, but just in a different form. Exactly. Do you think all spirits are deceased humans, or do you believe that there may be 
other explanations for paranormal phenomena? I am open to anything. Um, all the spirits I've interacted with, except one, um, they were absolutely human spirits. They had stories to tell. They talked about their their life, what it's like in the afterlife and things like that. There was one instance where there was just an entity that was just, can I swear? Yeah, sure. Okay. That was just fucking with us the entire <laughs> night, you know, just giving us a little bit of information to where we wanted to know more and then it would just back off. And it said its name was Anne. I... I'm an empath is what I've been told. I do believe I have some abilities, but I call it my crazy because I don't want to take it too seriously in case I am crazy. Um, <laughs> but the, the feelings and the vibes I got from this specific entity were like nothing I had dealt with before. So the entire crew was uneasy that entire night. It was at... Um, Jailhouse Pizza in Bradenburg, Kentucky. I believe it's season one on Amazon Prime. And she came through on the, the Wonder Box. There was a, a Ouija board session that we had had where it's like we were talking to a spirit and then just poof, they're gone. And then the, the, the planchette started doing some weird things. And then Anne, we got the, the vibe that this Anne was there. And it knew one of my investigators first and last names, which I thought was really weird. And then when I got home, I, I used to meditate a lot more than I do now. I should meditate more. But in meditation, I had this vision of what I assumed was Anne crawling up these creepy basement stairs at this location. And it looked like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's so, so weird. So weird. But I mean, is that in a, 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 the spirit of a human that's been around for ages? Maybe they don't know how to show themselves. I'm not personally the kind of person that thinks there's demons at every location. I feel like if a ghost is, if a person is an asshole in life, they're going to be an asshole in death as well. And that's what a lot of people think are demons. Um, but this, I'm, I'm still not 100% sure what that was. Wow. Yeah. So um, do you think ghosts could be astral projections of people who are dreaming? I mean, that's something I had never really thought of before. Um, but like I said, I'm open to anything. There's no rule book on this. It, it could be. I, in my experience, I don't feel the spirits that I've had contact with were because they give us dates, uh, names, and sometimes situations that are but I mean, somebody could be dreaming that they were, you know, they shot some guy that raped them. You know, you don't know. It's, it's a very interesting question I do not have an answer for. Yeah, that's one of the things that I like about the paranormal is there's so many different explanations for things that are possible. You know, there's always mm -hmm. like this unlimited possibility. You know, it could be time travelers. It could be ghosts. It could be interdimensional oh, how cool with that. beings, all kinds of stuff, which yeah. leads me to my next question. It's one of my favorite topics. Bigfoot. Is he a ghost, cryptid, or multidimensional being? I am going to go with, I mean, my first thought is he's, he's a cryptid. I have a secret crush on Bigfoot. I'm not going to lie. He's my, my homie. Me but too. with some evidence I had done a story on at 
Skinwalker Ranch, it almost led me to believe he could be interdimensional because somebody stated that they saw Bigfoot like open up a, like a veil in the middle of right. Skinwalker Ranch, walk through it and disappear. So either that person was on drugs or that's another option. Absolutely. Have you been watching that show about Skinwalker Ranch on TV? I did. I did. Well, no, not the new one. This was a, a documentary. Documentary. I watched. How is the one on TV? Have you watched it? Oh, it's really, really good. It's it's excellent. And uh, there's also is that documentary. Are you talking about the one by um, Jeremy Corbell? Yeah, so good. Yeah, I love his stuff. And his interview with Bob Lazar was also good. Yes, I love that one as well. I actually had the fortunate experience of meeting the guy who now owns Skinwalker Ranch. And before this TV show was announced, I'm like, so what's a girl got to do, you know, to check out Skinwalker Ranch? He's like, I just signed a deal with a network. So not for a hot minute. So it's good to see that it's coming to light though. Cause you never know. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting place. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about reincarnation? You know, it makes a lot of sense. It really does. Um, I like to think I am a female from the the era between the 1920s and 1940s because I'm obsessed with that that era. Um, and I always say, you know, if I was reincarnated, it was from then. But you know, there are no answers. There really aren't. It's it's an option, and I I, I know I, what the next question you're going to ask is, and I don't want to tap in on that but go for it all right um there's a quote from the dharmapada that says with your mind you create your world if this quote is true could ghosts be the creation of our own minds like telekinesis why not absolutely why not that's a, a theory i have too it's like let's say you know you're you're going on a ghost hunt and you want so badly to see you know the lady in white walking down the hallway. How do you know that's not your brain creating that, you know, to kind of make your dreams come true? I like to think that it's not, that I actually have communication with these spirits, but you, we really don't know. We really don't know. I had a friend on my Oddity Files podcast and we were having a discussion about why certain people only hear voices and certain people only see shadow figures and you know that kind of deal because you were on a team before and you know the mm -hmm. one guy always got the evps and the one person always heard something that nobody else did and and my friend ty he's got a show on youtube called haunt me and he had said what if the spirits are just trying to figure out how to communicate per each individual's wavelength nobody's brain is the same. Absolutely nobody's brain is the same. So maybe the one guy who hears voices all the time or gets the EVPs all the time, that's how the spirits are trying to communicate to him mm -hmm. or the guy who sees shadow figures at every location and, and nobody, people either miss it or they just don't see it. Maybe that's how these spirits have learned to communicate with that one person. So I mean, yeah, that's diving way deeper into the question you asked, but it could be. I mean, maybe that's how we see them is through telekinesis. Absolutely. Or maybe they even tap into our consciousness and use that as a portal to express themselves. Could be. It absolutely could be. How can we help troubled spirits? 
that's that's something I've struggled with my entire paranormal existence, if you will. I, you know, I get people who contact me and say, oh my gosh, my sister thinks her house is haunted. Can you go clear it out? I don't think I can. I don't think anybody can. I think that spirit has to, if they want to move on, that they will. But like these spirits, well, according to some of your theories, maybe not, but according to my theory, these spirits were human at one point and I mean, do you listen to everything you're told? No. No. And why would they? Why would they? So I don't know. I've got some spirits telling me they're stuck in purgatory. I've got some spirits are telling me they're just afraid to move on because things they've done in, in their life. I don't know. It's, I don't think that we as living humans can help them. I really don't. I feel like they know more than we do at this point. So if they're here, it's because they want to be, you know, does that make any sense? I hope it's because they want to be. I really hate to think that they're here. And some people believe because of unresolved issues and they're, they're just right. so stuck here, which is preventing them yeah. from moving on or being recorded or whatever it is that happens. The idea of them just being stuck and repeating the same thing over and over again yeah. Bothers. Me. I really feel like residual hauntings are just energy. There's no spirit attached to those. I mean, just during quarantine alone, if I, you know, had a dollar for every time I walked out of my office down the stairs to the coffee maker, made coffee, walked back upstairs into my office, you know, I'd be a very rich woman. But how does that not leave some kind of energy behind just in the same path over and over, you know, seven times a day, I'm a huge coffee drinker. So I feel like, and I, I consider myself a pretty high energy person. So whoever buys this house next, whether I'm alive or dead, I think they might hear me walking down the stairs or feel me coming up behind them at the coffee maker just because I've done it so many freaking times. Only seven? You're a lightweight. Well, I drink uh, quad shot lattes when I <laughs> drink coffee. So, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I'd probably drink about 20 cups a day. Mm-hmm. I'm so it's mellow. so good. I'm such a mellow person that without it, I probably wouldn't reach consciousness. Same. Exact same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then you've got the extra added energy of the coffee I'm drinking the entire time as well. How am I not going to leave behind a residual imprint. Yeah, but you do have a fantastic energy. That's what I really pick up on listening to your podcast and watching your show. Oh, thank so, you so much. I appreciate that. So I'm asking you to ask you to tell a couple stories. One of them was about the teen that died from trying to conjure Papa Legba, but accidentally conjured oh. the wrong person and drowned. Can you tell me about that story? Yeah, so this was in the news a couple years a couple years ago. I'm so sorry. Time sure flies when you're in quarantine. But a couple uh, weeks ago, I did on Oddity Files, and it was a, a 17-year-old girl. She was a mother of a very small child, and she was pissed at somebody. I think it was a friend or something. So she decided that, one, she was a witch which never do that. You're not just all of a sudden a witch. There's a lot of research you have to do and a lot of things that go on. And I know people, real witches. So if you, you, you want to hook up, check out Oregon Woodwitch on Instagram. He's amazing. So, and, and he teaches people how to do the right things, but I digress. Um, 
So she made a voodoo doll of her friend that she didn't like anymore uh-huh. and snapped pictures of it before and after. She put real human hair on this voodoo doll and burned the hair. And she allegedly summoned Papa Legba in order to do this. So if your listeners don't know, I know just a little bit about each kind of, you know, magic religion, not a whole lot, but I'd love to hear more about is, Legba. Voodoo is amazing and everybody's so scared of it and it's 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 really not that scary. It's honestly just a religion where there's a little bit of magic involved. So Papa Legba is one of the Iowa which are like the saints in Catholic religion. <clears throat> And he is the gatekeeper. He is the one that makes it so that if you 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 praise Papa Legba, you you make it an altar for him. You give him everything he wants and needs, which is, I mean, he's my kind of guy. He likes coffee, he likes chocolate, and he likes whiskey. So, I mean, there's there's my he he might be my soulmate. I'm just he saying. knows how to party, but he no shit and pennies money. So, I mean, he is our kind of guy. So, um, and you're supposed to go through Papa Legba to talk to the other Iwa or saints, if you will, to, to pray to them and hopefully get what it is that you're wanting. But apparently, um, she tried to summon Papa Legba and brought up another Iwa whose name is escaping me right now. And I'm feeling like an idiot, but he's a bad guy. Papa Legba is not a bad guy. He is portrayed as one on the horror story shows and a lot of other things, but he's, he's St. Michael in the voodoo world. So if you are a Catholic and you know what St. Michael is, Papa Legba is the equivalent of that. So she brings up this, this bad guy, and I think his name starts with an N, and I'm so sorry I can't remember this, um, but she posts on Twitter that she saw Papa Legba and that he was angry. And that's the last we hear of her on Twitter because the next day she shows up drowned in her own bathtub. So the internet goes crazy and says that Papa Legba killed her which as we know, because I just told everybody, Papa's not a bad guy. I can't see him doing something like that. But this other guy, so somebody who saw these posts on Twitter and saw, I think somebody posted on her Facebook page that she had passed it away, passed it away. I'm sorry, passed away. And he says, so I did a reading on her, which mediums and witches and things like that can do. They can do a reading on somebody remotely. And he said, oh no, this was not Papa Legba. This was the bad guy. And um, he feels that that guy is who drowned her in her bathtub and left her baby motherless. Do I believe it? I don't know. What about you? I think this uh, teen made a big oops. I think she just messed it up. (laughs) Yeah. Don't fuck with shit you don't know. That's my motto. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I know just enough about voodoo and hoodoo and Wicca and things like that to where I, I feel like I know a little bit, but I'm not going to go out there and, you know, just make a voodoo doll. You know what I'm saying? Right. I respect it. And I think other people should respect it again as well. So 
I don't know. It's, I'm, and of course the press had a field day with it, which I mean, it's, it's a good story. It's and I told story. it on my podcast as well. That's why I asked you to so, tell it here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's insane. And I went on to say, after I told the story on the oddity files podcast that don't, like I said, don't mess with shit. You don't know if, you know, do your research, reach out to other witches or whatever online. There's, I mean, you've got the internet. It's a wealth of information. Don't read one paragraph and say, oh, I'm going to put together a voodoo doll because I'm pissed at my friend. That's just stupid. <laughs> That's one thing like down here in the South too, they sell voodoo dolls everywhere. Yeah, um, I do have a voodoo hookup here in Bloomington, Indiana. Her name is Mo, and she runs a place called The Voodoo Shop. And she's actually, I went in one day just to kind of check it out. And then I came back and sat down with her for like an hour and a half so she could just tell me enough about voodoo to where it didn't seem scary for me anymore. Uh, one of my favorite places to go is Nolens, New Orleans. And so I'm obsessed with voodoo because it's so amazing. My favorite American horror story season was Coven, of course, because it's witches and voodoo and things like that. Marie Laveau, you know, there's, there's stories that, you know, she was this voodoo priestess and could do all this stuff. But there's also stories that says she was, she knew everybody's story. So she just used people's words against each other. Right. So, you know, it's, it's one half a dozen of one, six of another, um, but yeah, voodoo is not scary. It's a religion from Haiti that slaves brought over to the States and it's actually a beautiful magical religion. So. Oh, thank you. You're such a good storyteller too. Oh, thank you. Which segues me into your other podcast, Miss Murder. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, True I mean, crime is my jam. <laughs> You know, a lot of women have tried to kill me, but none have succeeded. <laughs> Excuse me. So that's, to your listeners, that's what Miss Murder is, is it's a true crime pro podcast. Yeah, there's a bazillion of them out there right now, but it's a true crime comedy podcast where we only focus on women who kill. And it's because bitches be crazy. I mean, we can say it. I'm a woman. I'm fucking batshit crazy. Bitches be crazy. And these stories are insane. You know, um, our very first episode that came out, I did a story on Susan Smith, which was near and dear to my heart. I was about the same age she was when she killed her boys. And when it came out that she had done it, I mean, I was bawling in my car, driving home from work on my way to pick up my children from daycare. It was, I still to this day cannot fathom how a woman can kill her own children for a man. I have no idea how somebody could do that. No, I don't either. And you know, there's other stories like uh, we just had an episode go up it was our episode three where I did this story of the murder of Steve McNair, who was an NFL star in Tennessee, and he was murdered by his side piece um, because he was not with his wife at the time, and all because she was she's 20-something, and she was broke, 
I mean, we're all broke at 20 something girl. That's no reason to kill people and kill yourself. I'm just saying it's, and I'm into the psychology of it. Uh I want to know why these women did it. I want to know. I think the psychology of it makes me feel better because I feel less crazy. We're going full circle from the beginning of this podcast. Um, but yeah, I, and when somebody kills somebody, it's like, why the fuck would they do that? Serial killers is different. They're just, you know, their brain is wired differently. Right. They've got, you know, levels of whatever off in their brain. And that's fucking scary too. But these women are manipulative. They're evil. And they're just out for themselves at this point. And I want to know what they thought in order to make this okay. So it's nuts. On one of your podcasts talked about, when you talk, mentioned like murdering for money, you told a story about the murdering landlady. Oh, yes. My, my friend Heather told that yes. story. Yeah, that's such um, a good story. Yeah, it's so good. So, um, God, I suck at names real quick. I'm going to pull up the name of her, maybe, kind of, sort of. And so sorry. It's okay. I couldn't remember the name either. That's why I call her a landlady. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't put it in the description of it. I'm going to Google it real quick because I can't tell the story and not know her name. Okay. Um, Take your time. Mur- murdering landlady, California. God, I love Google. Dorothea Puente. Yes. Yes. So, (laughs) and when Heather told the story, I was so excited because the only thing I really knew about it was what I had seen on Ghost Adventures. (laughs) So, um, she went into a little bit about uh, Dorothea's life. She lived a really hard life and it all ended up to where she ended up making this boarding house out of her home where she'd taken seniors and, you know, people that really had nobody else. And she would steal their social security checks. But how she was able to do that is she would kill these people. She'd either drug them or suffocate them with their pillow while they're sleeping. And she would bury them in her yard. Fast forward to ghost adventures Dorothea is allegedly still haunting this home. And when the Ghost Adventures guys came in, she didn't want anything to do with them. She didn't want anything to do with the psychic medium that was there. Um, But to the people who live in this home, God love them. She shows herself to them and she just kind of hovers over them while they're sleeping. Come on, this woman killed people while they were sleeping. How terrifying is that? (laughs) crazy it's insane it's insane and um i goals hashtag goals are definitely to investigate the dorothea puentes house in california i might be sacramento i'm not 100 percent sure i'm alzheimer's years old is what i say or either that or i'm just you know getting dumber as i get older <laughs> i am too that's why i have to write everything down that's why i plan these things in advance <laughs> Good call. I just try to wing it and it always doesn't go so great. (laughs) So on one of your podcasts, I heard you mention that you have a haunted wheelchair in storage. Oh, yes. So I went through this phase where 
I would. So my day job, I should explain this real quick. Well, it was COVID kind of put a big damper on it, but um, my husband and I have a company where we travel to comic cons and horror conventions throughout the country. And we do the photo ops for these conventions where people come in and they take their picture with the celebrity. We print the picture in 43 seconds and boom, it's, you know, once in a lifetime chance for so many people. It's amazing. But we had some shows coming up, some horror conventions where I wanted to give a shot of selling oddities to go along with the whole oddity files vibe. So I went out And I was looking for haunted items, weird items, true crime items, things like that, that I could turn around and like have a little oddity garage sale at these conventions. And it was Mm -hmm. so much fun and it was so great. But at one of the flea markets I was at, I walked in and I said, so do you have anything haunted? And he goes, well, actually, come look at this wheelchair. I guess three mediums just unsolicited came up to the register area and let them know that wheelchair in the back it's super antique you know it's it's got the high back the huge wheels it's stunning actually and they said there's an angry man in that wheelchair who is yelling at me to get the fuck out of here i'm like ring me up mister i'll take it so (laughs) We, uh, I, I brought it to a couple different locations. The last one was Horror Hound, which is in Indianapolis. And I had my booth set up. I actually did really well at that one. I sold a goat head, all kinds of really cool stuff. But I had acquired a set of antique children's crutches at the same show. And one of my best friends, her name is Marjorie. She is a witch and she is an amazing witch. She walks into my booth to just kind of look around. She's like, um, I don't like those crutches and I don't like those wheel, this, this wheelchair. I said, why? She's like the little girl with the crutches. She's not good. She's no good. She's trouble. And this guy in the wheelchair over here hates her. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I hadn't really investigated either item. Uh-huh. Um, I just kind of all willy nilly brought them to sell to somebody else, not really know what's going on. I probably in hindsight, should have investigated each object separately. (laughs) However, um, neither one of them sold at that show. The wheelchair is pretty expensive, I'm not going to lie, but if anybody wants it, let me know. Um, So my husband's weirded out by all the paranormal stuff. He thinks I'm batshit crazy, which is fine. I love him to death. It's okay. If he's still with me and thinks I'm crazy, life is good. So he starts to get the wheelchair, all my oddities out of the van that I had brought them all down in. And he gets the wheelchair out, sets it on our driveway, then takes the crutches out. Remember, these two don't like each other at all and sets them on top of the wheelchair. I'm nowhere around. I'm off doing something. Laura probably had to pee because I'm an old lady. And then I hear people screaming in my driveway. I run out and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? They're like, so the wheelchair, after I set the crutches on it, the wheelchair rolled uphill into the grass and knocked the crutches off of them. Whoa. Whoa is, first of all, I pissed I didn't see it. I'm not going to lie. I'm super pissed. (laughs) But 
it again, it just kind of verifies what absolutely Marjorie was feeling when she was by these two objects. So yeah, haunted objects are really cool. Um, I don't keep them in my house. And uh, I, I named the guy in the wheelchair Reggie because I, I, I got the vibe of Reginald. And the crutches I gave to a friend of mine who runs a, a house that's open for investigations. Well, it's not anymore, but at the time it was, where they kind of take in haunted items that nobody else wants. So they are separate now. I haven't seen Reggie in a hot minute, and I hope he's doing okay. But I mean, I've got enough ghosts in this house already that I've brought back from locations. So, How did you manage to bring back ghosts from other locations? I don't know. I think they really like me. Um, they just follow you. So home. they do. Uh, the first one, actually, I think I accidentally gave her permission to do so. Um, I rewatched when I went and actually checked the evidence and was, you know, putting together the episode. It's Culbertson Mansion in New Albany, Indiana. I pretty much told her it was fine because at one point at the beginning of the investigation. She said she was scared by a dowsing rod. I said, that's fine. I'll take care of you. Hang out with me. So that was probably her first in. But, I mean, we communicated with the spirit all night. No matter where we were in the house, Anna came through. And at the end of the investigation, when we were getting ready to load up and pack everything away, I said, you know what? Just follow us downstairs. Come on. You can come with us. You'll have to watch the entire episode to know how uh-huh. this crazy story goes down. And I forgot to, when we left, say, you cannot follow me home. And I think she's been here ever since. And then I, Bobby Mackey's, I had a young lady follow me home as well. I didn't tell her. I did tell her that she could not follow me home. And I, and I think she was kind of keeping things on the down low until we were at another investigation almost six months later. And I had been to this location before. I knew the spirits pretty well that were there and they were acting weird. You know, sometimes you're at a location, you get one evidence, another time it's just different evidence. Yes. And I didn't think a whole lot about it. But it was confirmed that I had brought something with me and they did not like her there, nor did they want her there. So the guy who runs the house is a fairy plantation. He, he was, he calls himself a super empath or he, he doesn't call it that he's a medium either because I think everybody's scared to be considered a a medium if they're not, but he's super intuitive and he described the spirit that was there and it was the spirit from Bobby Mackey's that we had interacted with the entire night at Bobby Mackey's as well. It's just following so, you around. Yep, yeah, yeah. But she she was on the down low until until we got there. So I give her props for that. Uh, but I know she's here now because we did another investigation. And I don't investigate in my own home. It's a promise I made my husband, and I'm fine with that because you know if you investigate activity could ramp up after that you don't know so we were at another location and i asked both anna and abby are their names if they were there and it was via dowsing rod they're both really good at the dowsing rod and it crossed for yes and i asked them i said are you the reason we're able to get such great communication with other spirits and it crossed to yes 
And I asked, so are you telling these other spirits that we're okay and we're not going to hurt them? And it crossed to yes. So at this point, I'm fine with them here. That's great. At least they're friendly. As long as they're friendly, it's all good, right? They are. They are. They're sweet. Um, Now, I will say Abby uh, committed murder. And, but it was the man who raped her. So I am, you go girl. So, right. <laughs> and I think she, she was just so excited that I heard her story. I knew that that happened and I didn't judge her for that. You know what I'm saying? I don't think these yeah. spirits want to be judged. And like, if, if you're dealing with a sex worker at a location that was at a brothel way back when you don't call her a whore, you don't call her a prostitute. You talk to her like she's a freaking human and that's when they'll respond to you. Absolutely. Respect them. Exactly. Exactly. And you respect them like you would respect nobody else because I mean, we're human, we're judgy, but you got to turn that off when you go in to investigate places. So I'm going to segue, since you do the Comic-Con conventions and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. I have a couple bonus questions. Oh, okay. Tell me about your experience with William Shatner. He is wonderful. He is absolutely wonderful. Um, The last time I saw him, which was no less than a week before everybody was put on quarantine, um, he actually had a conversation with me about why I believe in the paranormal. And he actually took time to listen to me tell my stories. He wants to believe, but he doesn't yet. He's not been... He's not seen the evidence that has that can convince him yet. So I, hashtag ultimate goals are to take Bill Shatner on a ghost hunt with me. Could you imagine? That would oh, be great. That would right? be great. Oh. Just imagine him on your show. I can see it. Yes. But he'd have to go into full Kirk mode at least once for me. Beam <laughs> <laughs> me up, Scotty. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so on one of your podcasts, you had Steve Gonzalez on your episode. So yeah, Steve and I have known each other for a hot minute. Um, we met at a convention in Ohio one year. It was actually Halloween, the day I met Steve Gonzalez, and he's just such a great guy. He is so... I don't know. He's just Steve. Like every time I see him at a convention, he's like, where's Chris? Chris is my husband. I want to say hi to Chris. And I'm like, Chris, come in here. Steve wants to say hi. (laughs) And he's gotten to know my son, who is also a part of my paranormal investigating team. His name is Carter. And he's always happy to see everybody. He is just one of the most polite isn't even the right word. It's he's just such good freaking people. I adore that man. And so is uh, Dave Tango. I love them both. And I fortunately had a chance to meet several of these, you know, TV show investigators. Dave Schrader is one of my favorite uh-huh. humans on the entire planet. Got to know him through Comic-Cons. And um, Aaron Sagers, he's on uh, Paranormal Caught on Camera, one of my dearest friends. So there's so many great people in this niche I guess if you call, you could call it, and I, I fortunately because of my day job, I've gotten to meet so many of them and and call them friends. That's really great. Have you ever met Chip Coffee? Oh, so Chip is my unicorn. 
I have not met Chip. Chip, if you're listening, I want to meet you so bad. He's my favorite. <laughs> He's my favorite um, too. Chip, Chip Coffee is magical and I love him and I want to meet him real bad. <laughs> yes. And I, I would love, love that. that he's part show. of Kindred Spirits. Yeah. He's he is, so cool. He's amazing. Yeah. I, I, he's, he's me in male form. He drops the F bomb as often as I do and gives no fucks about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there going to be another season of the Oddity Files on Amazon? So hopefully so. COVID kind of put a damper on it. And um, Clayton has unfortunately left both the podcast and um, Oddity Files. So, but I think Carter and I can do it by ourselves. And I think that's like a whole new niche, just like a a mom and son team. I think it might be kind of cool. So Right now, like I said, because of COVID, things are kind of on hold, unfortunately, but we're hoping for a season four. But my original goal was to have it come out um, just before Halloween, but I don't see that being the cards right now. So probably early 2021 is, oh, excuse me, I just burped in my microphone. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool, actually. Um, I'm that bitch. Um, but yeah, so we're hoping early 2021 that we'll be able to get a season four out for everybody. We love it and we're having so much fun with it. And it's like what people, when people like you say that, you know, it's just so real, that means so much to me, you know, it's because it is real, (laughs) you know, it's us going into a building and just seeing what we can find. And fortunately, nine times out of 10, we find something amazing and get to tell these spirit stories. So thank you for watching. I appreciate it. Oh, and this great show, you know, like some of these other shows, they're so heavily edited with the background music and, you know, little sound effects and stuff. It's hard to tell what's real, what's real and what's not on your show. it's, It's just, authentic well thank you i have struggled with it with whether i should put underlying creepy music on it but it seems like everybody prefers it not there so i won't add it you know in our little transitions between scenes there'll be a little bit of music but that's it i want you guys to hear what we're hearing and hopefully because i hear shit that nobody else does because i'm crazy but I want you to hear what everybody else is hearing and see what everybody else is seeing. Because when we film these, it's like we're taking you guys along with us. And it's so much fun. We're thinking of the end viewer while we're filming it. So you got, our viewers are like our, our extended family. So and that, that's what all. it's like, too. It's like when we watch a show, it's like actually being on the investigation. It's not oh, like I'm watching the investigation. That's so sweet. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so you have anything else coming up? We want to plug your podcast. Where can we find you? I will plug all the stuff and all the things. So you can find Please. me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Kitsy Duncan, K-I-T-S-I-E-D-U-N-C-A-N. On Facebook, it's Kitsy Duncan Official. And... My phone's ringing, being loud, sorry. And then on, for Oddity Files on Instagram and Twitter, it's at Oddity Files. For Miss Murder on Instagram and Twitter, it's Miss Murder underscore pod. And then on Facebook, it's Miss M Podcast because Facebook won't allow the word murder 
in your public page, which is really weird. Oddity Files is just Oddity Files on Facebook. And then I added an Oddity Files TikTok. So this is something new I've been working on. I haven't gotten uh, on TikTok yet. Oh, God, it's addicting. The puppy video. If you're into puppies, this is your shit because I love puppy videos. (laughs) I'm trying to bring some creepy to TikTok. So I started telling paranormal stories in a minute on TikTok. It's all video. It's me, you know, just doing what I do, being a storyteller. And yeah, it's fun. I'll I'll put together a little video. I'll add some like stock footage of like, you know, this couple lived in a house. Here's the picture of the house. And this couple got engaged. And, you know, just, just to make it not just me sitting there the entire time, but it's fun. I call it um, Oddities brought to you by Oddity Files, the podcast. So check us out on all the stuff and all the things. And it's oddityfiles.com is our website. We have some merch on there, not a whole lot. But if you want to wear some Oddity Files on your shirt, that is the place to be. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on my show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Yeah, that was, it's been a great interview. Um, so uh, let's see here. Where am I at on my sheet here? So also coming up in my future episodes, I'm going to have Andre Doshimhala, who wrote five books on Zen and is a teaching Zen master. And I also have Rachel Celeste, astrologer, coming up. Oh, uh, Nice. So I'll, I'll I, definitely tune in. And I, I, I stole this line from listening to your show. Please like oh. and review my podcast on whatever <laughs> platform you are using. It helps this podcast move up in the ranks and easier for people to find. Exactly. That's how you do it, man. You get those rates and reviews and it, the more subscriptions, the more listeners. And hey, guys, this is what I tell my podcast listeners. If you like the show you're listening to right now, tell a friend. Tell an enemy, tell your grandma, especially, and then tell that creepy guy in the cubicle down the way about this show. Yeah, we definitely can't leave out the creepy guy. Mm -mm. He's one of us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Weird is the new cool. Oh, you got to say it for me. Yeah. Ghost on. Ghost on. (laughs) It's just great. Um, So... (laughs) If anybody wants to contact me, you can reach me at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. Remember, everything that is was first imagined. See you next week, and thank you for listening. And also, I always forget to put this in, you can also purchase my book, Enlightenment Guaranteed, the only book on Zen you'll ever need. It's available on Amazon for only $5.99 on Kindle. I'm writing that down. I need more Zen in my life. It's the best book ever. And that will conclude this episode. Thank you.